1: Edmonton was high on my list. Uh, and they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead.
2: I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan
1: Eason Hopkins. This is Oscar This is Kim This is, this is Cam Talbot. This is from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer, brought to you by Digital. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X. dot C A. Now, Bob offer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. Six thirty, Chad. Chad.
0: Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and much more at digitex.ca. Hopefully you're having a uh, great uh, Tuesday. I realize the weather is, uh, well, it's not frightful, but it's a challenge back at Edmonton, so we wish you the best of luck on that front. The Edmonton Oilers arrived into Boston Sunday afternoon after a underwhelming, to say the least, performance uh, Saturday night uh, Saturday morning, Edmonton time, but uh, Saturday night in Gothenburg, Sweden. We have a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now from Boston coming up at 12.35. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, his son plays for the Boston Bruins, Louis DeBrusque as Mark Spector, Stoffer, Inspector. every Tuesday normally on Orders Now, but Mark Spector is currently uh, airborne flying to Boston as we speak, so we flipped uh, Louis, and uh, we've got Louis today. We'll do spec tomorrow. At 1.05 today, Joe Haggerty from uh, NBCSN Boston. He's a longtime Boston-based writer. Lots going on here in Beantown as we speak, as the Red Sox are currently up two games to one over the New York Yankees in uh, one of the two uh, divisional uh, series. 1.35 today, uh, Bakersfield head coach Jay Woodcroft will get an update from the farm where they went one-on-one one on the weekend. And at 1.50, a interview that we did with Milan Lucic yesterday. Uh, I will tell you, the Emerson Oilers, it's an NHL-CBA mandated off day today for the hockey club. Again, we arrived basically about 2.30 to 3 o'clock into Boston from Gothenburg, Sweden. On Sunday, the team skated yesterday. I'll get to some of the uh, coming up a little bit later on about that practice. Brendan Escott is back at the studio for us. Brendan, how you doing?
2: Oh, things are great today, Bob.
0: They're great. A little bit of snow this morning, I hear. Last couple days.
2: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been kind of ridiculous outside. It doesn't feel like Thanksgiving, I'll tell you that.
0: Well, uh, absolutely, and a tough one yesterday for the Edmonton Eskimos who dropped to seven and eight as well. After a promising start to the season, they're really struggling on the road, and their offense is not generating a lot of points. But, uh, hey, this show's called Oilers now, and after that performance on Saturday night uh – it's just early, but you can say the owners need to focus on their own issues, and that's 100% where we're going to go on today's show. At any time, you can reach us on a Cree Resort Casino Hotline presented by Rivercree Resort and Casino. This October, the Creek turns 12, and they'll be giving away over $120,000 guaranteed in the Cash and Cars giveaway. Celebrate with the River Cree. Swipe your Players Club card to start earning free ballots into their promotions. All right, and this is a big thank you for allowing the River Cree to be the number one casino in Edmonton and area. Reminder, you must be 18-plus. Visit RiverCreeResort.com for more details. You can text us, 630-630, on our Westlock forward text line. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and tweet Brendan S. Scott. As I mentioned, the Oilers uh, flying in uh, after a very... Uh, disappointing opening game performance, really no other way to say it. We are gonna head now into the Oilers Now audio vault, and we welcome to the show a uh, new advertiser, and that is Direct Workwear. On the job, you need the best, and in Edmonton or online, the best is Direct Workwear. Huge selections of garments, accessories, and women's gear. Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings. Online at directworkwear.com. All right, the Oilers losing uh, against New Jersey and Gothenburg, Sweden. We'll have some thoughts on the game in a second, but let's get to some sound with uh, Jack Michaels.
2: Blind pass, picked off, dry subtle in front, reader, backhander, score! <laughs> The German connection hooks up off a tough play by Cologne defenseman Morgan Ellis. Intercepted, and Connor McDavid now racing down the right hand side for Lucic. Back to McDavid in front. Lucic scores. Beautiful give and go. And at one end, Jones hits the post with Koskinen down and out. And at the other, McDavid feeds Milan Lucic for the go ahead goal. It's sent in deep by the Oilers. Loose in the corner, snagged by Connor McDavid. Benning here's darnell nurse shot redirected home by ty ratty and the oilers right back in front three to two and ratty stays hot winds up in the far corner sharks will recover a loose stick bear what a chip by ryan Strom to win it off a setup from ethan Bear and the oilers prevail four three in overtime
0: what happened there is that the game against Germany, or is that the game against Boston at the end? I heard something about overtime. Brandon. <laughs> Edmonton Oilers losing to the uh, New Jersey Devils, and the final score in that hockey game was 5-2. to two. Let's get to it. Uh, if you're an Oilers fan, and let's assume you're listening to a show called Oilers now, you're a hockey fan, you've... Uh, You love the team. You want to see the team be successful. And what you want to see right away is that we don't repeat anything from last year. And less than a minute into the opening period, Cam Talbot's getting one blown over his shoulder shoulder by Kyle Palmieri. First shot of the game, you're going, "Uh uh-oh, here we go again. Well, that sentiment probably isn't just shared by the fans. Uh, You know, two breakdowns led to that goal. Darnell Nurse, not quite sure what he was doing in the corner. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl cheating on offense and away he went and uh, suddenly Paul Mary walked right down Main Street and he can shoot the pill. He's a three-time 20-goal scorer since coming to New Jersey. He can make plays. So you're down one nothing out of the gate. Uh, you recalibrate a bit, get on the power play and uh, Connor McDavid single-man zone entry, whips up the ice and uh, circles back behind the goal and threads the needle to Milan Lucic. Uh, that's a guy you got to get going. He buries it. 1-1 game. Then the Oilers get a couple more power plays, but don't make much happen. Lose the momentum. And the, analysts, the first period, it was all New Jersey. Second period, not even close. New Jersey was quicker on pucks. They won all the puck battles. The Edmonton Oilers defensemen in that game were meat sticks, and the New Jersey Devils were the Hunters. I mean the Oilers' D got absolutely battered. Uh Oilers didn't do a great job of angling off some of the four checkers. New Jersey has a quick team. Now I personally don't think New Jersey's as good as they were last year. Uh they don't have Brian Gibbons. Uh they don't have they didn't have Jesper Bradslots, two guys that played in their top nine from last season they don't have John Moore who played 81 of 82 games but they were ready to go and they were on it and they were winning all the puck battles and the second period for me was uh, you know and I, you know broadcasting the game I mean I was sort of in shock seeing the orders getting taken to the woodshed to the degree the degree that they did so for those of you that are non believers in what the orders might be capable of you're looking at that going hey that's exhibit A right now this team simply does not have it um, I would assert to you it's one game. And one game into last season after Edmonton completely shut down and owned the Calgary Flames, and only Mike Smith stopped it from being about a 7 nothing game, um, there were a lot of us that were thinking that the Oilers were a very special hockey team after that game against Calgary last year. So anyway, through two periods, it wasn't pretty. Uh, you know, Oilers one one after one, maybe flattered Edmonton, then the Devils got two goals in less than 70 seconds in the second. Kyle Brodziak brought in a win face-offs on PK. Loses a draw. They swing the puck across to Palmieri. Uh, Chris Russell goes to block a shot and doesn't get all of it. And a little bit of a flick and uh, deflection and a seemingly not a great shot from Palmieri beats Cam Talbot. Then there's a misconnection on the, the uh, third goal where Talbot and uh, uh, Bouchard and Russell were back defensively and I don't know who the puck was supposed to, in theory, be going to, but the end result was there was a turnover, Miles Woods with a strip, and then the puck's in the net 15 seconds later. It was ugly. The second period was ugly for the hockey club. Third period, they played a little bit better. I mean, they didn't have a shot for 17 minutes in the second period. Third period, you know, the team kind of woke up a bit. Guys like Drysaddle started moving his feet. Um, the 4-1 goal, Matt Benning and the pairing, obviously, of Darnell Nurse and Matt Benning really struggled, but frankly Larson and Clefbaum weren't that much better and Chris Russell looked like a guy that hadn't played in 10 days. Like the Oilers defense struggled. There's no other way to say it and they didn't have great puck support from the forwards and Benning got involved in a turnover back in his own zone and uh, Devils walked in and Zajac picked up a second of the game and now it's 4-1 and it's over. So Oilers got what they deserved. They were the second best team in virtually every aspect of that hockey game and they got drilled. That's all there is to it. Not a great start. That said, it's one game. And I got a chance to turn things around here, albeit against a pretty good team in, uh, in Boston. Todd McClellan, the Oilers' head coach, had this to say on the loss against New Jersey.
1: As I mentioned earlier, the uh, the result was one thing, but the process towards that result is, is what we're working on. And, um, you know, I thought for... Um segments early in the game other than getting scored on right away we did some of the things we wanted to do we gave a lot of it back in the second period uh got desperate in the last 10 minutes but the game was out of control so uh, a lot of emotional uh swings with our team and that's something we got to learn to control um i didn't think we played with the tenacity and pace that the other team played with and i'm not sure which comes first Do you need to be quicker and and the tenacity will be there or does tenacity lead to pace
0: Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. So now the Oilers have an opportunity to bounce back against the Boston Bruins. It won't be easy. Uh, The team had a healthy practice yesterday. Uh, Now, that said, Ryan Nugent Hopkins did not skate. Uh, A little bit of a tweak. Um, I think the hope is that he plays Thursday night here in Boston. Again, the team not skating today, and McClellan have this to say on bouncing back versus Boston.
1: And we felt good coming out of the preseason. We gave a a bit of it back in that first game. But um, we'll work here in Boston and get ready to play against a good team. As far as coming back over the the ocean and and, uh, readjusting, I'm not sure um, how the players feel completely today. I talked to a few of them, some good, some not so good. I feel better coming back personally than I did going over. And we have a number of days that we can readjust.
0: One of the areas that the Oilers worked hard at in yesterday's practice was the forecheck. Uh, they didn't sustain much against New Jersey, and they got hemmed in a bunch. New Jersey did a good job sealing the walls on the Oilers' breakouts as well. So it was a sort of a, a duo drill in terms of uh, forecheck and then breakouts. Um, a lot of attention to detail, a lot of focus on pressure on the defense. The orders are going to, I mean... They're going to have to improve defending there's no question about that 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 comes with the territory that's part of what trent yanni is tasked with but they've also got to get some forecheck established here's todd mcclellan
1: um i thought we woke up and got our legs underneath us and i thought the intensity was what we needed from our players so um what happens in practice you learn some lessons you uh, learn a, a few things about your forecheck what makes it effective where it can break down and you get a chance to set them up for failure and for success. And, uh, you know, when we, when we went with few numbers, we saw that the four check would fail. Uh, as we added numbers and we did the things that we were supposed to do and reacted the way we were supposed to react and had a chance at success. All right.
0: Uh, one of the guys that played well in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden, was Milan Lucic. He had a goal and an assist. He made some sharp plays. Uh, set up uh, Leon Dreisaitl for a goal, hit a long stretch a couple other times, uh, went to Katar Yamamoto. And uh, so a strong first, About the best game we've seen out of Milan Lucic in, I don't know, close to a calendar year. He had this to say in his mindset this season compared to last.
1: Pretty confident. Uh, feel pretty good about myself. Uh, just uh, wanted to get the mental part of my uh, of myself right again. You know, thinking positively, being optimistic, looking forward to things. Uh, so that you know, so that that's the mindset that I that I've had all summer and, and into the start of the year. So uh, you know, it sucks that we lost, but the good thing is is you got to stay positive and optimistic to to bounce back in the in the very next game.
0: And again, we'll have a complete one-on-one interview coming up with Milan Lucic today at uh, 1.45. So, the Oilers get Boston. Boston uh, took it to the Ottawa Senators yesterday right as uh, the Oilers practice was actually taking place. Uh, Boston has a new practice facility here. For many years, we used to skate at Boston University, but uh, they now have what's known as the uh, Warrior Practice Facility. Uh, Both teams will be there tomorrow. Uh, I'll be on the air with Oilers now during the Oilers practice. Uh, And again, uh, Drake could was a placeholder on the line along with uh, Ty Rowdy and Connor McDavid uh, I, I think the hope is that Ryan Nugent Hopkins returns um, the Oilers uh, you know are in a situation where they got a. everybody knows they had a tough schedule out of the gate uh, there's no excuses New Jersey and Edmonton both had to deal with traveling over to Europe uh, you know I don't think the Oilers played great against the Cologne team and obviously against New Jersey, they, got, they, they were the second-best team in virtually every aspect. But last day at practice, uh, Nugent Hopkins... Not on the ice. McDavid with Kajula and Ratty. Uh, dry Settle remained uh, centering with Lucic and Yamamoto. Uh, Tobias Reeder was with Strom and Paul Yarby. I thought Ryan Strom was pretty quiet in that game. And the Oilers need Strom. They, they need something out of that position. And he's smart enough and good enough to do it. Uh I thought, had some good moments in the second period, but we didn't see a lot of them in the third. Kyle Brodziak with Jajar Kera and Zach Cassian with Chase on uh, working into that rotation on defense. Do not read too much this. It was Clefbaum with Larson. Uh, it was Darnell Nurse with Chris Russell. It was Jason Garrison with Matthew Benny. Okay? I think if Bouchard's going to be here, he's going to be in the lineup. So, and I didn't mind what we saw out of Evan Bouchard. Put it this way. And you can text me at 630-630 if you would agree or disagree with this sentiment. But... Evan Bouchard was far from the Oilers' worst defenseman against New Jersey, which is a little bit concerning. And I know who's getting bulleted, especially after the fourth goal against. It was a tough day in the office for Matthew Benning, who's who's probably optimal situation, you know, if he continues to progress and grow, maybe becomes a number four defenseman. But he's a third-pairing guy that's slotted as a four right now which is not ideal. Uh, Talvin and where the goaltender Sturet has been returned to the American hockey league. So too is Evan bear, Evan bear, Ethan bear. Once we, uh, land, landed, we'll see how long he stays down there for. And, uh, cause my understanding is there's not a lot out there in the market right now for defense. Mind you, there was a very interesting guy scratched today by the New York Rangers are sounding like he's not going to play their next game. Kevin Shattenkirk. You can text us at any time at six thirty. Six thirty. tweet us at orders. Now, uh, uh, email us, orders now at 630Ched.com. Text us on our Westlock Ford text line. Again, at 630-630. I'll go to a couple texts, and then we'll get to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Brendan Escott will have that coming up at 1224 here on Orders Now.
1: This is Milan Lucic right. from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Ched.
0: And it's 12 to Welcome back, everybody. Some texts that are coming in here. Uh, this text says, Bob, the Oilers and the Eskimos need new head coaches. Poor efforts. Bob, uh, another text comes in saying, call a spade a spade here. at The Oilers stunk. You know what? They didn't smell good, I can tell you that. That was a, a poor effort against New Jersey. Give New Jersey credit, too. They're ready to go. Uh, another uh, text comes in from JJ and Red Deer. One game, not going to jump off a cliff. Says JJ, where do the rest of the Tex go? Uh, now they're coming in fast and furious. Uh, but they looked a lot like last year. Hopefully it's only one game. I don't know if we have another disaster season, uh, if I got it in me, or my wallet to, to push this forward. You In Texas at 630-630, there is literally um, – Hundreds of texts, Bob. You couldn't imagine a dumber schedule to start the season for a team trying to rebound from a self-inflicted disastrous season. That sentiment's out there as well. well. We'll hit on some more of these topics a little bit later on. 12:26 NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Back to the studio in Edmonton, here is Brendan Escott.
2: Well, you mentioned it, Bob. Ethan Baer and goaltender Shane Staret have been added to Bakersfield active roster, meaning they have been sent to the American Hockey League. Goaltender Dylan Wells and a uh, move I suppose has been assigned to the ECHL's Wichita Thunder the NHL season is in full swing now, a light night last night though with only one Canadian team in action the Senators falling to the Bruins 6-3 on the road, kind of spoiling the NHL debut of number 4 overall pick Brady Kachuk, three Canadian teams in action tonight, however the Canucks Down in Carolina, taking on the Hurricanes. Flames on the road in Nashville. And the Leafs visit Ben Bishop and the Dallas Stars in the Lone Star State. Penguins goaltender Matt Murray diagnosed with a concussion. The team won't say when or how it happened or how much time he'll miss. But remember, he did suffer a concussion last February and missed nine games. He played the entirety of both Pittsburgh games so far and will be replaced by both Casey DeSmith and former Oil King Tristan Jerry. If you missed it over the weekend, two other netminders went down. Panthers goalie Roberto Luongo will miss two to four weeks with an MCL injury. And Kings goalie Jonathan Quick is also sidelined but could be back as early as Friday. Flyers forward James Van Riemsdyk will also miss five to six weeks with a lower body injury. And Brandon Dubinsky is out four to six weeks with a strained oblique, the injury bug biting hard around the league. now. Sharks coach Peter DeBoer announced that veteran forward Joe Thornton has no structural damage in his knee. He was placed on the IR following Friday's game with swelling in the knee. The team saying that came from an infection and not damage, but there is still no clear timetable for the 39-year-old's return. Arizona Coyotes have returned fifth overall draft pick Barrett Hayton to the OHL's Sioux Greyhounds, made the team out of camp and then didn't appear in either of the first two games. And finally, after winning five in a row to start the season, the Edmonton Oil Kings have now Now dropped three in a row, two of them coming at the beginning of a tough road trip. They fell to the Kootenai Ice on Friday. Spokane Chiefs on Saturday trying to right the ship tonight on the road in Tri-City.
0: Uh, Bakersfield-Condor split on the weekend, including an 8-1 blowout victory uh, in which Brad Malone had four points. Uh, the Alberta Golden Bears uh, lost 6-4 to Denver. Uh, Bears down to eight healthy forwards. Actually outshot Denver University 40-34 to in that game and then tied Air Force 2-2 on Sunday night. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. I'll get to more of your texts at 6.30, 6.30 for Westlock Ford. And also hook up with Louis DeBruss coming up next on Orders Now.